Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe Buddy, and welcome back to episode eight of your favorite cartoon G.I. Joe podcast experience show. You put cartoon before G.I. Joe experience, which means that we're cartoons. Aren't we? I feel like a cartoon today. I just dropped a lot of acid, so maybe we are. It's knowing is half the podcast. And I'm Ray. I'm Chan. I'm Gina. <laughs> and we're all cartoon characters. And Gina just dropped a bunch of acid. Guys, I didn't really do that. If any kids are listening, it's not a thing that people do. If any kids are listening, stop now. <laughs> there should be an explicit tag on the show. So you should know better. But I would like it pointed out that I did not, nor have I ever, done acid. You know what? Good job, Gina. <laughs> you know what? Me neither. I don't believe in, in drug use, and nor should you. Just say no, kids. This is a message from G.I. Joe from the 1980s. I've noticed Gina has gone mysteriously silent, as she can no longer back up her assertions. <laughs> so, today's episode <laughs> is called Satellite Down. And you know why? Because there's a satellite and it goes down. Neat, everybody. That's the episode. Now, we open up with G.I. Joe's launching a satellite into space. Haven't they learned their lesson by now to stop shooting things into space? Cobra's going to get to them eventually. With tractor beams, no less. Yeah. So how, my first question that comes uh, to be is how fast exactly is this satellite going? Because they have a picture of the Earth and the satellite's like circling the Earth roughly. It takes about four seconds to circle the entire Earth. And I'm just pretty sure satellites don't move that fast. Obviously, the Earth is not to scale. The Earth is not to scale. Mm-hmm. It's just representing a little piece of a uh, piece of space mm-hmm. that's going through. Because it's just going zoom, 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 zoom. And then Cobra takes the tractor beam and starts going everywhere. I was thinking they spend a lot of time in space, it seems. Like, just, just casually in space in several episodes. How is their bone density? <laughs> like... Because you spend too much time in space, your bones stop <laughs> you working. You lose some bone density when you're up there. You start getting squishy bones. Yeah. I had not considered that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you think about in Pyramid <laughs> of Darkness, Duke and Scarlet seem like they were up there for quite a while. I'm just saying. I, I'm surprised they're not breaking more bones during battles. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the ninja things, like you train your bones to, to not lose density. Well, they should teach. Oh, yeah. The ancient ninja art of <laughs> bone density. That's a thing, right? Yeah, because they had to train for orbital uh, uh, practices. Yeah, space ninjas. Yeah. The space ninjas yeah, yeah. drank a lot of milk. Yes. That's how you got to do it. 
Then they, then they all had milk farts up in space together. So moving on. The Cobra uses a tractor beam, and they're going to like, if they can't have it, you know, then they don't want G.I. Joe to have it. So how about nobody has it? So they use the tractor beam to pull No, it was G.I. Joe. Well, G.I. Joe crashes it. it. Yes, okay. But they're using the tractor beam on it to try to steal it away. And my, right. th- my thought is, like, is this the best use of this tractor beam that Cobra could be having? It seems like if they pulled down every communication satellite with their magic tractor beam... And took them all so that only Cobra had, you know, efficient radio or what have you, or cell phone technology. They could pretty much take over the world just like that, right? Wait, didn't they only want the Joe's satellites, or did they want all satellites? No, they just wanted the one, and I think that's short, short-sighted by Cobra Commander. Well, maybe well, this is the test run. Oh, okay. They wanted the one because it had special technology on it, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, this, this uh, one yeah, they had sh- lots they of def- spy data. Right. They definitely should use that tractor beam to start dragging other shit down. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Well, they won't at this point. Like It's all been ruined. But a spoiler no. alert. Uh, so am I the only one that saw when the satellite started crashing? They're like, it's headed right for Africa. There's a part of me that just went, oh, shit. I literally, this is what I literally wrote. When I heard it's headed for Africa, I said, oh, no. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not this the only not one. This is not going to end well. And then I feel like they put, they immediately show a spirit to be like, hey, get ready for some, some light racism. Here's, here's a character. If you can just get in the mindset that this is the show that you're watching, it'll all go down much more smoothly. Spirit is a gateway racist character to take exactly. you to the really, really, in my mind, uncomfortably racist portrayals. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. get to in a little bit. He very, there's, there's very Tonto overtones to the character. Mm-hmm. On oh, my basis. goodness. Oh, yeah. Yes. Does that make Dusty the Lone Ranger? I guess so. <laughs> it's terrifying. Because Dusty and Spirit... Now, why are Dusty and Spirit the only Joes in Africa at this point? Why are they flying planes They're in flying Africa? Planes? They're the only ones that have their malaria shots. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Or, or maybe it's so that they can get... Because Dusty has such good one-liners. Like, <laughs> like in a second, when he runs into Storm Shadow, he says... Let me see your Kung Fu. Kung Fu, ladies and gentlemen. Which, by the way, makes zero sense whatsoever. (laughs) Makes no sense. Comma. Put a comma after Kung. Show me your Kung, fool. Oh, okay. But that's not how he said it. (laughs) Because he said it like Kung Fu. Like he almost thought of the pun at the last second. Yeah. And then jammed it in there at the end. Mm -hmm. And then Storm Shadow's like, what? And then kicks the shit out of him. Like that's what made him kick the shit out of him. I think. I think he was like, "All right, I I was going to leave you unharmed, <laughs> but I have no patience whatsoever <laughs> for puns that make no sense." You're making fun of my ninjas with a pun that I don't even <laughs> like. Nuh uh You're taking a boot to the head right now. Um, so they bring up this character Macintosh. Before we get to that, can I just yes. say that? Uh, as they're flying, as the satellite was coming down, and they start showing us. Uh, <laughs> Let's call it B-roll of Africa. Yes. There was a baboon sitting there, and I thought to myself, I wonder if that baboon will be a Joe by the end of this episode. <laughs> I wonder if Gina will try to snuggle this baboon I, before I the would. end of the episode. I will. By the way, we're going to get to it later, but remind me oh, that God. I hated this episode for one very specific oh, reason. Yeah, oh, no, I, I know exactly I know what the reason is. No, so. don't say it. Okay, we'll wait good. until we get there. It'll, it'll happen. She'll hate the show organically. <laughs> no need to rush it. So they bring up this Macintosh fellow, and mm. I, my thought is like, boy, wonder if we'll ever meet that guy in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Chekhov's check Macintosh? It is, right? You uh, don't bring it up in Act 1 if it's not going to pay off by Act 3. Yeah. His poor hut is on fire, I guess, from the satellite. 
I guess the satellites. No, no, no I think Storm Shadow did it. Oh, wait, what was Storm Shadow doing? Oh, that and for, speaking then? of the checkoff rule, we now failed it because Storm Shadow was stealing a, a scroll from Macintosh's house that never gets paid off at what? any point what? later in the show. I, I missed this this oh. plot point oh, no, entirely. Wait. Okay, so oh, Storm oh. Shadow, yes. Okay, I got this. No, go ahead and explain it, but I'm pretty sure I understand. Storm that. Shadow, for some reason, uh, tracked down Macintosh. Right, because he and, knows the area. And he broke into his house, set the house on fire, and then yeah. you see him running out with like this scroll. Maps. This Is it a map? Is that what it was? Because it never gets referenced again. They're trying to find the satellite. He's the only one that knows the area, so he goes in and steals. Okay. That now it makes sense. I'm glad you said it because they don't say it on the television that yeah. I remember. No, I didn't realize until just now as we were <laughs> delving into this. Like, oh, okay, now I see why he was doing that. I'm glad you did, <laughs> because that one was totally lost on me. Like, he's just there yeah. so he could have a fight between Dusty Spirit and Storm Shadow mm-hmm. and meet mm-hmm. Macintosh. Yep. Yeah. Who apparently, I, I guess there's uh, there's one crazy old white hermit in the middle of Africa hanging off the side of the Jeep for like five or ten minutes before Dusty figures out, hey, you must be Macintosh, <laughs> the old also, hermit. <laughs> also, my thing during that scene is, hey... There's two seats in this Jeep. Let's make the old man who just survived a fire hang out of the Jeep instead of sit in one of the two seats. I mean, that's a good point I hadn't considered. You're supposed to give up the handicapped seats on the subway I mean, when the old lady walks in, right? Spirit is able-bodied enough to have given up his seat and said, like, hey, you might be, like, really sick from smoke inhalation. Also, you're just an old-ass hermit. Whoa, 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 whoa. my seat. He's not a hermit. He just lives in an out-of-the-way <laughs> He lives area. in an out-of-the-way neighborhood. neighborhood. Now, what if he? What if Spirit had offered the seat to Freedom instead of the old man? Would that I, have been okay? I would have loved it. <laughs> Before we get to the, the weird Jeep ride where they clearly hate the elderly... Uh, Dusty, when he's when he's supposed to be guarding Storm Shadow, and Storm Shadow overpowers him. First, first he like he destroys well, his gun, and then Ninja he, chops him. He, he goes, destroys the shuriken is more powerful than the rifle right, barrel. Makes sense to me. It was made of it was made of adamantium. No, seems yeah. legit. Yeah, he's uh, a ninja. And then and then when Spirit comes back, Dusty says he pulled some of that ninja hocus pocus on me instead of just saying, <laughs> "Oh, he beat me up." He kicked my yeah, ass. Yeah. The ninja hocus pocus was <laughs> he hit him in the back of the neck with a hand chop. That was the hocus pocus. Some hocus pocus. He right was there. like whack, <laughs> which is I was expecting uh, Bette Midler and Kathy and Jimmy to show up uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> yep. my hocus pocus reference, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. That would be like if I walked up to you, just. Bam! Smacked you straight in the nose. Just punched you in the nose. Straight played the knockout game. <laughs> uh, yeah, your your nose is bleeding, and some guy walks up. He's like, "What happened?" It was like, "I don't know. He did some sort of magic to me. <laughs> my nose is bleeding." I don't know, he came up and did some of this Asian hocus pocus. Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I have the second oh no in my notes right oh, now. No, <laughs> when he when when uh, I think it was old hermit man Macintosh mm-hmm. who said. Mm-hmm. They're more ape than man. Yeah. Oh, boy. And next to it, I put, oh, no, <laughs> for the second time in my notes. <laughs> uh, they're called Primords, and Spirit apparently knows exactly who they are. And I have no concept where in his Native American travels he would have come across the ape people from Africa known as Primords to the point where he feels like he can give exposition about them. Yeah, I I mean... Jan's already tired of this episode. Oh, I'm really uncomfortable by a lot of the things that have not happened yet. I, I saw this one coming, and it, it I mean, to a certain extent, it's just it's just an extension of the old um, 
swashbuckling tropes yes. of you know like the uh, er, early uh, it's a Errol Flynn 20th stuff, century uh, Robinson Crusoe like, yeah Heart of Darkness like let's you know you guys uh, are making um, me horny right now so. <laughs> <laughs> but no there was a trope it was much more popular in the 80s than it is now and that's the deepest darkest Africa as they would say uh-huh. and then going there and taming the natives and X Y and Z it's a very colonial sort of thing very much so that doesn't really apply in a modern sense anymore because you know we've realized that people are just people but can i just say that i was slightly pleasantly surprised that they didn't go full on like i I have a feeling that the cartoonist probably drew them as people first and then they were like oh wait this might be pretty racist and they're like well what if we like made them an animal (laughs) yeah and then they they change they mix it's more of a uh, beige so it's not like these are basically black people. Yeah, yes. I like, think that yeah, they at are... least like had a last moment of like, oh, let's maybe we should change this a little bit. Oh, I would think so because they want to do this whole native thing where they mm-hmm. like you know bring the natives on their side and the natives are like tricked and we have to tame them again with the whole like uh, trope that is that whole type of fiction. Uh-huh. And, and you can't do it with native people because if you had a bunch of black dudes with the bones through their nose. Doing human sacrifices, it's it's just not going to hold up beyond a couple of. I mean, minutes. I don't, I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but uh, <laughs> we find out pretty quickly that they do not have a problem with with doing that. Oh, right, you are correct. Of the next, right. <sighs> yeah. But at least they're eight people, and we can pretend <laughs> that we're not being racist here. Yeah, on yep. the GI Joe. Yeah. So yeah, this is the, yeah, this is. There's a little more uh, uh, Bigfoot Sasquatch kind of territory right, than right. it is, uh, like, you know. Yeah, missing yeah. link type stuff. They should have just brought him some Jack's Beef Jerky uh-huh. and stopped messing with him. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. would have been nice. That's why they were so mad. That's it. So we get to my favorite part um, of the of any episode of G.I. Joe. We get to use the bridge layer. Yes. But Another first, ravine needs crossing. They don't use it right away. They do not. They have a bridge already there, Gina. Why uh, would you use the bridge layer I when mean, you don't need to lay a bridge? A bridge that is very shoddy. And then they were like, we have no idea if this works. And so let's of, drive a Jeep. Yeah. And then Lady J's like, don't care. <laughs> and instead of someone being like, oh, wait, we have that bridge layer that takes literally two seconds to lay down. Let's just go five feet that way <laughs> since we know it won't crash into the water. Or, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then Dusty, like, I would, but no, yes. I mean, like, yeah, if we can go back and like uh, an episode or two ago, we were talking about the hovercraft and how much that was just a game changer for kids. Yeah, and I really feel like for uh, for young boys, that bridge layer, as you say, like say it again, it's that same <laughs> sense of excitement that you know, it's just like a thing that you know, like you you never knew you wanted or needed, but then as soon as you saw it, it's like. I gotta, I gotta find me a fucking ravine because I gotta <laughs> use this bridge layer. This thing is dope beyond words. You gotta put your coffee table next to your couch so that's that it. you can make a bridge. You put the uh-huh. bed next to, to the two twin beds near each other so you can make a bridge. <laughs> like in anything where there's a gap, you put that friggin' bridge layer, and it was just, well, it was magic. It's the combination of two things kids love, and that's construction equipment yep. mm-hmm. and war. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. What if I could mm-hmm. take this cool, you know, Tonka truck crane with me yeah. to war, and it does something that's always necessary in every episode of GI Joe? <laughs> yeah, that would. Oh, be, I love it yeah. so much. That would be an unmatched uh, sense of excitement until uh, Devastator, which is well, the yeah. combination of yeah. just a billion boy things that just uh, somehow too from, much, from, mm, too much of a good thing. No Devastator. sir. No sir. Too much. No sir. 
the Constructicons were the best. Like ten, of I them? will fight you. I will fight you on this. When we get to the the Transformers uh, podcast after the GI Joe podcast, I will fight you because the Constructicons were the best. Would that be called More Than Meets the Podcast? More than meets the podcast, <laughs> yep. guys. We got our spinoff already ready to go. <laughs> More than meets the iPod. Oh, cast. oh. I don't. No, let's move on. Uh, one more quick thing here is that right as uh, Lady J darts across the bridge for not no good reason, uh-huh, except uh, that she's awesome. Well, I mean, right. she's very and, heroic. And poor Once Flint again, has to. Uh, well, Dusty know. turns to Flint and he's just like, "You like that? And you're women, Flint." <laughs> and he makes it like really weird. I feel like most of this episode is Dusty asking Flint if he can like try to get with Lady J, but we all we already know she's never going to say yes. He keeps asking her stuff, just like, "Huh? How does that Lady J make you feel? Huh?" I mean, what's up with you oh. guys, huh? Like, he's trying oh. to drive a wedge hey. between them so that he can then go in just, and pick up the pieces. Or just oh, find no. out what's up between them, because they're not officially, like, together yet. They are officially together. I mean, they're together. officially together. No, There's... because at the end of the... Oh, my gosh, I will, I will fight you on this. <laughs> because at the very end of the episode, uh, uh, he's, Flint says to her, like, hey, Lady J, I was worried about you. And she walks and goes... You know, that doesn't exactly make me feel bad, you know, or, or something to that effect. Like, they still haven't quite, like... You've yeah, you've never no, no, had no. have had sexy banter with a lady like that? Yeah, no. Oh, this explains no. a lot. <laughs> they are clearly together. They embrace yep. at the end with yep. no with no qualms. Yep, I think they're, they're just defining each hunts. other in that moment. I no, just, no, no. You guys are totally not on board with this. <laughs> no. The uh, thing is, the, it's not Dusty trying to horn in. It's it's uh, it's that's a little the vibe I got from the whole thing. No, it was it was it was a toned down version of that uh, that Admiral from uh, earlier. Uh, the the uh, oh, Admiral like, Ledger, yeah, it was like open misogyny and pyramid of darkness. Oh yeah, this yeah. is like mm-hmm. wow, she's uh, she's like a real firecracker, huh? Uh, don't you wish she could kind of tone it down? Is his message okay? Yeah. and he's like, you know, like you know, uh, she, she's it's hot. Yeah, you know, it's what can hot. I say? It's just hot. I so. wish he yeah. would. Had he just turned him in like it's hot. <laughs> we could just end the show and right then, there. And then no. they draw a, co- a cartoon boner <laughs> in his pants. <laughs> I will say I was bummed that when when Cobra shows up, shoots the bridge away, and Lady J falls, we didn't get a repeat of her terrified scream. So I think she must be over that fear. I also wrote Eagle Scream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she just my... screams normally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, no, no. The reason why is because we actually had spirit in this episode. Who actually has an eagle scream? Oh. So you can't mix those two up. Although I did notice this episode, and pretty much every episode, but it just struck me that it's like, man, the the audio is just terrible. It's pretty bad. Like you're trying to make a a, um, a fight between like rocks and swords and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and spears, and just the the noises just seemed at random. They're just random noises just <laughs> thrown in. The camera made right? many Whoa. strange choices. Yeah. Again, the sound guys heard that there was a buffet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was lunchtime. It's and like, they said, what? just slap what? a bunch of rocks in there. Okay, put some rocks in there. Uh, oh, oh, and is, like a, a it, clank. Is, oh, is Flint uh, punching a Crimson Guardsman? Let's just put yeah. a sound of a fastball hitting a catcher's mitt. Yeah. We'll just hit that a couple of times. We'll call it a day. Oh, wait. This this actually brings me to... Uh, I have a really, really important revelation, you guys. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Because, okay, so so speeding ahead a little bit, they all fall in the water, yet they're not wet somehow. Sure. Uh, when they come out of the water. It makes total sense. Again, animation. That's a, <laughs> it's, it's not an easy thing. Give to, me um... a little bit of wetness, at least. <laughs> at least a little sheen. Well, doesn't Lady J, like, like, lean back, and she's all trying way too hard by the side of the river? Like, she's all putting her arms behind her back and, like, poke, pushing her chest out? Am I the only one that noticed this? <laughs> you're definitely the only one that 100% noticed 100% you're the only one that noticed that. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sorry for both of you. <laughs> But immediately after this scene, we go to Destro, who I wrote, Destro has the voice of of an obese food critic (laughs) going to town on an eight-course meal. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're not wrong. Listen to him and, that, and that, like just there is a food critic that is sometimes on NPR and he's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat this meal. And it's like you, you can just tell that he is a fat Cobra man that enjoys. <laughs> uh, what, you know what it is? Cobra. It's the pronunciation of his O's. Cobra. Oh, it's like real deep in the throat. Um. So I, I yeah, I, that's uh, that I can makes feel it. You can feel like his yeah. cheeks are just flapping around yeah. when he talks. He is a corpulent man <laughs> doing the voice of this. Yeah, I'm just saying from now on, when you watch the show, anytime he speaks, just picture him speaking while he's at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Well, you, the worst thing is, I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but it feels right. They got the guy who did the voice of Destro to also do the voice of the main Primord, like, Chief as well. Oh. Which is also, like, really racist in its own way. But I guess, what are you going to do? <laughs> He's in-house already. <laughs> uh, we're going to give you Destro, he but you right. also got to do uh, Al Jolson. <laughs> Can we, <laughs> we put that back on the plate? <laughs> oh. Cobra Commander, the shrimp are also all you can eat. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> this, I'm hoping that this will be all anyone can think of anytime Destro is on screen. <laughs> Obe- uh, obese food critic going to town. On well, day. speaking of Destro, we now cut to uh, Destro, who basically makes a point to Cobra Commander to say, uh, why are you even questioning Storm Shadow? He's pretty much always right about everything and always succeeds in everything he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, Cobra Commander is throwing a temper tantrum. As, as he it. does in every episode. Um, We've established previously he's a petulant seven-year-old child. And I do want to, like, uh, it, Star Wars really had a huge influence, like, to the point where I would I would say it almost passes homage and there's just straight ripping off. Because, like, they, basically what uh, Destro said sounded like, there's a disturbance in the Force. Yes. <laughs> Um, at, I, yeah. I, I don't know how Monkey Men qualifies as the destruction of Alderaan, but that's that was <laughs> very much the sense that I got. And I, I have a theory about uh, Macintosh because mm-hmm. when we're back to them, uh, the the GI Joes are now at the side of the uh, river, uh, mm-hmm. jumping ahead to where we were a moment ago. I have a theory about Macintosh, and that's that he's got that deep like brogue uh, that he's got rocket. It's not quite blowtorchy, but it's definitely mm-hmm. a little bit different. My mm-hmm. theory is that Macintosh. After going to Africa, got a job in Springfield High School as the groundskeeper. Groundskeeper Willie is mm-hmm. a young Macintosh from mm-hmm. G.I. Joe. Oh. Discuss. What, does he dye his hair? Well, he got old, so his hair got white. Wait a minute. Oh, I, I thought you said that he, he came back from Africa. Well, because he was a young man when he went there the first time, remember, because he's been there for 30 years now. Uh-huh. And I just believe that he made a little bit of a detour mm-hmm. to Springfield, America. Mm-hmm. And he wore kilts around Bart Simpson. I think he is the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) Because. Why? Because whereabouts unknown. And he goes, he likes to go into jungles a lot. Mm -hmm. Or he is Blowtorch in the future who got sucked into a wormhole and spit back out. And he knew my destiny is to help the G.I. Joes again. At some point, I'll stay here until it happens. You know what? I think every single one of all of that was true. <laughs> That's where I'm going to go. I with just want to change this podcast to we talk about theories on who <laughs> Macintosh is. Welcome back to Macintosh talk. <laughs> um, couldn't it just be a Scottish dude who is in the forest now? Unacceptable. No. Uh, oh, God, joking. no. I got to read way deeper into it than that, Chan. Stop it. So let's talk about Primords, everybody. This oh. is where the Primords finally get uh, released. Ugga bugger. <sighs> yeah. This is the worst thing in history. 
<laughs> not because of the racist depiction of the characters, but because of what is about to happen. What's going to happen to Freedom? I, I have right here, poor Freedom. What does Gina make of it? <laughs> this is what I wrote. I, I wrote, oh my God, they hurt Freedom. And then in all caps, I hate this episode. <laughs> I, I would argue. It. I would argue that they didn't hurt him so much. It's just that we didn't know he was half turtle because <laughs> he just lands on his back and that's it. He's just he's done. Just so twitching. I hate <laughs> all of it. Like he's clearly got a broken something. How can they do that? He's got a broken heart because uh, they have his spirit. No, I. I. This is unacceptable. They have his spirit. I Stop wanted it, him Shan. to go back and just Anakin Skywalker that whole village. And how heartbreaking is it when he's like the other Joes show up there and they're just Ugh. like and he, and he try he tries to get up and he can't and then he tries and he gets yeah. like halfway up and then he immediately it's like one of the laziest animation I've ever seen in my entire life. Just, oh, let's just reverse forever. the film. And then Dusty, who I now hate for this very reason, oh, no. says, "Where is your master?" Oh, I did not like master. Instead of hey, where's your friend? Where's that? Where's your friend and roommate that you live with? <laughs> your roommate? They are equals. <laughs> I believe Spirit would see them as equals. A hundred percent. I think I, I, I agree. And therefore, I wanted him to like sit up and, and attack Dusty on the face and then just be like, bitch, who's my master now, bitch? You motherfucker. <laughs> I hated it. I wanted I want I can't remember who he was with. Maybe it was Flint, but I wanted him to be like, hey, not cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how freedom works, though. Freedom, freedom. You know, he lets it off like water off a of eagle's back. Oh, I hate it. Like he's yeah. a fully fledged member of the Joe team. That, Come that, on, dude. That legit made me sad when he was trying to get up, and he kept flying and flopping and flying and flopping. And it, it, it takes roughly thirteen minutes I to fully it. complete. I hate it. The entire thing. I mean, on the plus side, uh, Dusty may not treat freedom like a full member of the joes but the the uh prime wards definitely do i mean they they take down storm shadow they take yes. down oh they Spirit, know their they everybody they know their uh, their area so they did the same things like like that is a threat and we take him down so he is he's an equal he's an equal to them he's an equal but he should only be snuggled that's correct never um, hurt I, I so you're suggesting that all of the rest of the joes should be equally snuggled no i'm suggesting that i'm suggesting that freedom is Equally as awesome as all the Joes. I see. But he's on another level. He has reached snuggle level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Him and the fatal fluffies. Just <laughs> you realize that uh, an eagle's talons have the, po have, have the power to crush your bones into a paste, right? They you know also that have, the the, have the power to crush my heart <laughs> into <laughs> more hearts. Oh, my God. No, no, no. They crush your heart and stop it so that you would die. Stop it so that it's strong enough to have more hearts. It would then... <laughs> It would crack your ribs, like crack my like ribs a, to make more room for more hearts. I mean, like theoretically, just because you would, <laughs> you could cram whatever else you wanted in it because it wouldn't have structural integrity anymore. Because I would fill it up with love. So if I can move on, <laughs> uh, Flint, I, there's a great moment in here that happens where Flint absolutely forgets that he's on the GI Joe cartoon show and forgets every established rule of GI Joe because he comes in here and he says, "Oh, maybe Lady J is still alive." <laughs> like he thought she was dead the whole time and was like, eh, so he clearly it goes. wasn't too broken up about it. He saw her fall <laughs> in the water and drift away, and like you know, I mean, he said something like she's resourceful or something, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. When yeah. she's like, oh, she's a survivor. Well, yeah. Dusty says that to him. He's like, yeah, I guess. And then he, but then he totally forgets really quick because he says, oh, freedom's just a bird. He can't talk. He's uh. not. Like, he doesn't have that intelligence. Like, no, you for everything you're saying right now, Flint, is wrong. 
hundred percent wrong on the show you're yeah. on. I yep. wanted I wanted the dog to show up. What's that that wolf thing? Oh, a uh, timber snake the eyes timber? and timber to show up and just slap him in the face <laughs> and just be like, D- "Hey, go watch a few episodes ago where I was dressed as a human right. person I'm doing a, a dance, a hat and sunglasses <laughs> on my hind legs <laughs> with an opossum tail for some <laughs> reason." But oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't fully explain. But yeah, I, it's like, Flint, get your shit together, man. <laughs> You're on the G.I. Joe cartoon show. Yeah. Everyone's going to be fine. And <laughs> animals can talk to, like people and think like people. You big dummy. Yeah, I also, I, I, I didn't like that he was all like, oh, well, where's Lady J? What's wrong with Lady? You know, like, is Lady J okay? Motherfucker, Spirit's there too. <laughs> Spirit's your friend. <laughs> Dude, he's one of your... Yeah. That's the, that's why you don't fraternize, because then mm-hmm. you only care about um, but the I lady w- folk. I will say that he kept it together, though, after he saw her fall in the river. So that's a plus. I think he just casually dismissed it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> And think then started thinking about Scarlet instead. Yeah. I couldn't forget <laughs> you if I tried. Well, I think he tried and he found that he actually could. Because as soon as she fell in the water, it's like, gotta let it go. Bye. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. So uh, let's see here. Lady J and now and Spirit and them are tied up at the Prime Wards camp. Mm-hmm. And Lady J seems to know her rope. That's exciting yeah. for Flint later, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, mm, they sure do make a strong rope. You know the difference, Lady J? Well, I mean, she can't get out of it, so that's a strong rope. I would uh. think she can't get out of most rope. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. But I would also think that, like, because she has, she has, like, chucked things before that have been attached to ropes. So she probably knows, she probably does know a little bit about ropes. Mm-mm. Maybe this is a 10-strand rope. But I, I found the natives to be quite sexist. Like, they sacrificed her first. At first, I was thinking, oh. oh. Yeah. No, they pointed straight at her tits when they were I thought they her. were going to rape her. Oh, I thought that on this 80s kids cartoon. Oh, you really thought they were going to have ape rape. <laughs> That's what no, you thought was going to happen. No, I actually legitimately thought, like, oh, they're going to either like make her their queen or do some sort of King Kong sacrifice because they've never seen such an attractive woman. But no, they were just like, we'll just kill this one first because it's a chick, I guess. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a human sacrifice. Yeah, but why go straight for her? They, pro- they probably like, heard her scream like an eagle. Three of these <laughs> things episode. belong together. Three of these things are kind of saying one of these things has boobs. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, keep boobs around as long as you can. Well, no, that's the thing. Is that they're not planning on raping her, so might as well get rid of her first. But they can look at her in the meantime. I'm just saying there were two red shirts there. I'm just saying if you uh, um, if you captured a bunch of prime wards, would you just keep them around to look at like male prime wards? I mean, I would probably sacrifice the strongest one first. So maybe that's what they were doing. You sexist asshole. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> women can be doctors. <laughs> You know, women can kick ass, too. I learned it on G.I. Joe. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, umbaga. Umbaga. So Lady J gets herself tied down. They are going to do the human sacrifice mm-hmm, with her. Mm-hmm. And, and for Under weirdly the enough, human squishing machine. The human stone <laughs> squishing machine. I thought it was weird she was tied up to the to the pole, and they just walk over and just immediately just pull her right off as if there's nothing happening at all. Like, apparently she could have escaped the entire time. Or it was really lazy animation once again. <laughs> Definitely one of those two things. But the part that kills me is how she's able to keep her cool so hardcore. Like, she's legit because she's tied down to this thing. She sees the stone. There, He's, like, doing a dance, about to cut it down. Mm-hmm. And all she can say is, yeah, I dye my hair. <laughs> That's 
all she's concerned with is the embarrassment of growing old. I mean, A, I love her. B, I don't think she she dyes it to cover grays. I think she just wants to be a little more red. I think she's like a strawberry blonde mm-hmm. and was and wanted to do a little bit. But you can't get too red because then Scarlet, you know, muscling on the territory. These anima- man- animators really like redheads. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a matter of there's no way you're going to die from a human squishing machine. That's absurd. That stone would have absolutely killed Lady J. Yeah, yeah, right. Except that there's no way that anyone's going to die that in that. Oh, on the cartoon show. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna get out of this. I'm just gonna. (laughs) You're saying she's self-aware. She's a self-aware cartoon that knows that she's in a cartoon and. Yeah. (laughs) It's like really a rock on top of another rock. You're gonna. She's like, listen, I'm one of three chicks in this show. You're (laughs) not gonna squish me. And obviously they didn't find her like sexually attractive because then it, she would have been squished between a rock and a hard place. Mm. Hey, everybody. I s- Chan, get the squishing machine. <laughs> Some pretty good checks mix. <laughs> so they, they end up teaming up with Storm Shadow, which I have to admit the, the optimist in me was like, mm, I want him to be good now. He kind of was for like three seconds. Until he tried to kill native children. Well, what, now, mean, when they're getting everybody free, they grab these stone tools that Spirit already recognized, like, this is freshly made. Uh-huh. This is a stone tool like my ancestors made. Like, all right, Spirit, bring it down a notch. Okay, we get it. We get it. But then he gets the stone tool and he goes to, like, rescue people. And all he does is kind of, like, swing the sword at them and then manages to only cut the ropes. Kind of a cavalier way to... Ha- you could just walk up and be like, okay, I'm just going to work this here. Make sure I don't kill the person I'm trying to save. He's nope. that good. Not, He's that he is that good. good. Don't worry about that, everybody. And that starts the big fight scene. Although I do want to um, mention that uh, he has a thing from his uh, elders, some such thing. Their uh, quote is, let us depart this condition of being. Yes. It's an which old ap- saying. Yeah, which apparently to uh, uh, Lady J <laughs> translates as uh, GTFO. Let's split. Uh, mm-hmm. No, what that translates to is let us accept uh, the inevitability of death. That is what those words mean if you put them together in that order. <laughs> yeah, but in context, no, 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 no. He's not no... saying let's just sit here and die. No, in that context, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what they're saying. That's why you don't use that phrase. Like, feel free to use yo Joe or like let's let's kick How... this shit like. How are we supposed to know he's a wise Native American if he doesn't say weird shit like that? Presumably, he would actually have other uh, quotes that would actually fit the uh, context. That's how you would know he was wise. That would have required research and and a writer who cares. Right. Lunchtime. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know. I just grabbed this off the internet. uh, The the pre-internet. I grabbed this (laughs) off the Encyclopedia Britannica. I don't think it's quite like, just put it in there. We're fine. Mm -hmm. These kids don't fucking know the difference. Orange chicken today, guys. <laughs> wow. In 1983? Really? Orange chicken? That would be impressive. I mean, Hollywood was ahead of the curve, you guys. Hey, Peking duck <laughs> was a thing in G.I. Joe. Orange oh, chicken. Oh, that's true. You know, step back. Peking duck is not orange chicken. How dare you? <laughs> no, but orange chicken is much more universal than Peking duck is. Yeah, I agree. And people mm-hmm. clearly knew what Peking duck was in 85. Not in the 80s. Not in the 80s. Trust me on this one. Like, I know from Chinese restaurants. What do you think you are, some sort of Asian person? <laughs> yeah. How would you know, Chan? <laughs> <laughs> so we have the big fight scene now, the inevitable fight scene. We have the Primords, mm-hmm. the Joes, teaming up with Storm Shadow and the uh, the Crimson Guardsmen. Uh-huh. Fantastic. And apparently these they have these little like ladders that go up the side of the mountain that all the Primords are just climbing indiscriminately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently we learned that they're made of rubber because... <laughs> Spirit is able to ride one holding Macintosh all the way down till it hits an apex and then springs him up in the air <laughs> like a diving board. 
I didn't much, realize wood bridges worked like that. Pretty much any longitudinal object will work as a pole vault in the G.I. Joe universe. <laughs> That's just a fact right there. Mm-hmm. And then we get to my favorite scene. Probably Gina's one of her least favorite scenes. The children. The baby children primords come out. And Storm Shadow beats the living fuck out because of them. Because they're attacking. I loved it. I, have, I loved it. I loved it. I have no affection for these children. They're not <laughs> animal enough for me to think cuddly. I just figured that he would be beating animal children. No, no. No, no impact on they're you. Too, they're too... If they were like baby kittens, then yeah, I would not be on board with that. But they're, no. they, they know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They're just running out of the cave because they're like babies. <laughs> no, they're like that weird Neanderthal kid from Land of the Lost. Yeah, yeah. Not... Th- they're like, they're creepy. Plus, I feel, I feel like they probably have monkey butts. And if there's one thing I don't like, it's oh, monkey butts. Yeah, monkey butts aren't cool. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to wipe their monkey butts on Storm Shadow. They see white. They think toilet paper. Yeah. No choice but to beat the fuck <laughs> out of all the children. But Lady J proves that she she loves all of God's creatures yet again. Because she was the first one to uh, embrace the fatal fluffies. When she's like, no, don't hurt this kid. Which somehow translates into saving his life at some point. Yes. Yeah, that, that I didn't. Wasn't, that well, wasn't clear at all. Storm Shadow decides they're they're after three seconds and uh, beating up children that their their mm-hmm. their deal is off and yeah. he's just going to blow the rocks. Everybody dies. He's going to create an mm. avalanche and murder everybody. Yep, yep. And then Spirit kicks one giant boulder out of the way that wasn't even coming towards them. Wasn't no. really that heroic if you think about it. No. And Lady J's like, you can't kick them all, dick. Yeah, quit being a goddamn show off. Let's get the fuck out of here. Why don't you kick the one that's going to hit us? What's wrong with you? And then, and then somehow, just her saying like, "Hey, don't murder that kid," equates to the tri- like to her yes. saving the life of the tribesman's kid, who, and then she automatically speaks their language. Yeah, so he There's comes a lot up with, of yeah. suspension and disbelief right now. He says Orto, Orto. Uh-huh. She's like, "Oh, Orto, it means thank you, of course." Yeah, and it's she like, laughs the f- hysterically. The fuck are you talking about, yeah. Lady J? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it means <laughs> what's this white bitch doing. <laughs> You think you can come in and save us? Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> what, what if Orto just meant like dinner? Like just looking at Lady Jimmy like Orto. Orto, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's bizarre that she just presumes to know their language. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. also a little racist. <laughs> oh, when they and say words, ha- I don't know. Then she handed them a Bible and a, <laughs> pack, and a pack of condoms and said, I'm going to teach you. <laughs> now you have to wear this magic underpants. <laughs> So uh, they decide they're going to hatch a big plan on Storm Shadow because they're, they're to the point of the episode where they're like, "We got to get out of here. This is <laughs> yeah. this is pretty much like we're in the last like five minutes episode. We got to wrap this shit up." Yeah, and that th- hence this is when even more logic problems come in because you <laughs> expect me to believe that Storm Shadow wouldn't sense a trap, right? He's they're flying overhead in in this like it's not even like they don't have the high ground. They can see the entire area, and mm-hmm. I can just have a hard time believing the primords are able to keep their shit together uh-huh. en masse to not like spoil the surprise. And Storm Shadow can sense disturbances in the force. He can right. sense old masters. He I sent think. spirit when he was in an airplane five miles away. That's he what can't I'm see him here. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So uh, Storm Shadow's big plan is to drop down off of a Fang helicopter and attach jumper cables to the satellite. Easy Didn't even mention the fact that it is painted up like a tiki god. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because you know it's what you do. Right. Because gods must be crazy. This is right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to lay down a theory that's going to blow your mind. No. And it's that I'm ready. Storm Shadow, although everyone thinks he was a traitor to his tribe, has been working with them in their interests all this time from the inside and can't tell anyone. And that's really? why he makes these stupid mistakes. And it also explains why every time he can kill someone, he goes. 
our time isn't right now. It's going to be sometime in the future because he knows he's supposed to protect the Joes and foil Cobra's plans every time he can. And to that point also, I would say that this is like a spy satellite that came down. So maybe the spy satellite has info on Storm Shadow being that guy. So he has to make sure it gets destroyed. I think he is so deep undercover that the Joes don't even know it. By that logic, then... Pretty much every uh, member of the uh, high command of Cobra is also a double agent because they fuck shit up constantly. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that means Cobra Commander must be like the leader of the Joes <laughs> yeah. if you really lay it I, out. I really Take hope off the, 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 last, the last episode is just all of them being like, wait, you're a, I'm a, oh. we're all, are we all on the same side? <laughs> Oh, Infernal Affairs too. We we've spent trillions of dollars in taxpayer money having this fake war with each other for the past five years. <laughs> so my bad. We all made money, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then a really like bad fight scene happens. The Prime Wards mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. have teamwork with the Joes, yeah. which basically consists of like, hey, hand me that rock throw teamwork and then yeah. them saying orto and yojo oh yes well, of, why, of yeah. course the natives <laughs> yeah every everybody's a joe that's what we uh-huh, well uh-huh. they were fighting with the joes they are now official joes we'll see yeah. them in every episode from now on mm-hmm. Sp- speaking tactics code name orto <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they're now official joes and i just i just hated that fight scene it was so stupid and i love this show and i love gi joe immensely but come on you guys it was just this poor episode man like they they wanted to do this trope, but there's no way to do this trope without being racist. So the answer should have been, let's just not do it. I think so. Like, if they had if they had made them bird people. I would have been fine with it. Okay. So they just picked the wrong animal, They basically. picked apes. <laughs> yeah, and put it in Africa. And they that's apes no in good. Africa. I, I hey, mean, did we mention that uh, the satellite uh, survived reentry? <laughs> With nary a scratch. That's right. Light's uh, still working. Yeah, came down, came down out of the atmosphere, and just all the little antenna just stick it out just fine. <laughs> um, then they get up about 100 feet out of the air, uh, cut the rope, <laughs> boom, smashed, <laughs> utterly worthless. But also, Flint grabs onto it at some point, so it can th- that tiny arm of it can support the weight of a full-grown man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without snapping off yep. somehow. What, what's really depressing about this is I didn't notice that <laughs> at all. That somehow, yes, it could hit a full flight from space <laughs> hitting yeah. on rocks. Yeah, we have we have lost space shuttles to just that sort of thing. <laughs> oh. Skylab burnt up. Guys, on your entry. it's one like, of those satellites that can take one hit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But oh. then the second one does it in, no matter how. Oh yeah, no, it's it's like you you uh, you roll for damage, and it's like seven yeah. damage, and it's got eight hit points, yeah. and there's yeah. that one last hit point oh. that just goes. Pfft. Or it's like sometimes you drop your iPhone on on the sidewalk, and you're like, oh good, nothing happened, and then mm-hmm. you drop it like just at the wrong angle on your countertop, and there's a mm-hmm. crack in the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would actually think. Uh, let me take it one step further. I know why the satellite. It just took a while to set in bone density. <laughs> The satellite's bone density finally caught up severely, to it. Severely compromised. And it the second time and just exploded <laughs> into a million pieces that are still... You could probably still get the data off of it, though, everybody, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, sure. they could still get the data. Sure. But then they had to replace the native's god. They replaced something. the final scene. <laughs> this is so... Like, just... You may as well go for it at this point. Go for a gag at the end. I, I mean, my question was, what is it plugged into? Is it a battery-operated <laughs> TV? Was thinking, and, like, where is it getting its signal from? <laughs> so many questions. They are in oh, deepest, shit. darkest Africa, as we've established, like, 90 times in this episode. <laughs> and why is the only thing in, in an English commercial 
for Happy Brush Toothpaste. The most irritating Chan, commercial ever. Tell me you've got that. <laughs> yeah. Tell me you've got that queued up, Chan, because I need to hear it one more time. Because I almost smashed my television uh, screen yeah. while it was on. And this must have happened in The Gods Must Be Crazy, right? Something like this. I- I'm just feeling like they watched that that movie. They watched Planet of the Apes and said, we got this. Yeah. We got this figured out. Solo. It's the best for healthier gums. Go get you some Happy Brush Toothpaste today. What happened? I just think I just had a seizure. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I've never been happier in my entire life. Like, that just brings me joy. Here's the thing is that they said, like, I think the natives are going to do with it what we expect they would do to it, which was destroy it, which means that, like, the gift that they just gave them (laughs) to replace the thing that they took of value to them, they knew they were going to destroy it. It was a troll. Only spirit. Only spirit said. Because they said, hopefully they don't worship it like a god. And spirit said, they are native people of the earth. They'll know exactly what to do with it. Right. So what's the out there? Because the G.I. Joes don't want them to worship it like a god. (laughs) So either they do worship it like a god and they're fucked, or they don't worship it like a god and then they just throw it away. No, I think that they were hoping like, oh, they'll they'll put it on during house chores. Like they'll put on some little house on the prairie. They'll put a Mr. Belvedere marathon. Yeah, on. you know, something non-offensive. They'll they'll watch it and really get to know, you know, all about the '80s sitcoms. Just make sure it doesn't get the National Geographic <laughs> Channel. They'll realize how terrible this episode was. God bless it all. So happy brush toothpaste. They and that that was an extended. That was like a thirty second. It was they. They were like, uh, how much time hour. is left in this episode? Just play that commercial until we're out, guys. We need what? We need a solo. We need an extra line in there. Can we? Can we just put in like an interlude after they're done singing? <laughs> What's sad is the animation in that toothbrush commercial was better than ninety percent of the animation <laughs> in the episode itself. I at least felt like those toothbrushes had souls. I'll put that out there. <laughs> the toothbrushes have souls. They do, right? You should put that on one of those memes. <laughs> do toothbrushes have souls? Race to Canis. <laughs> uh, I would take one step further. Toothbrushes definitely have souls. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gina, I got to ask you the question. Uh-huh. We ask every episode. Yes. Does this episode? I know I already know the answer. Does it pass the Bechtel test? It does not. Oh no. Unless unless some of the natives were women. I was about to ask that same thing. We can't tell. And, well, maybe the children. And they... But even so, they never had private conversations. It was all just group yelling. And also, Orto might also... We don't know what it officially translated. It could be like, let's talk about our men. Yeah, <laughs> For that's all true. <laughs> let's talk about sex, baby. That's all I can sing legally before we have to pay for the rights of that song. And I appreciate you stopping there. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the end of the episode, everybody. We're going to go ahead and jump on out of here. Check us back on Tuesday for another Know Your Joe. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. We're going to do Spirit. He was sort of like one of the MVPs of this episode. We haven't done him yet. So I think it's time we talk Native Americans. Oh, boy. If there's not a whole section of that Know Your Joe that's dedicated to freedom, I'm out. (laughs) Uh, There wasn't, but there will be now, just for Gina. (laughs) And we won't even talk about how he almost died in episode eight. I only want to know what his cuddle score is from 110. (laughs) 110 cuddle, probably pretty low. But you know what, guys? You're going to want to listen on Tuesday. We will talk Freedom's Cuddle Score. Uh, uh, Go to Facebook and and, and, God damn it. Explain to Gina how eagles work. (laughs) 
And of course, if you have any questions, you want to have feedback on the episode, or you have questions for Know Your Joe, you can always hit us up at facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Until then, I am Ray Stacanus. Robert Chan. Gina Ippolito. And we are going to say good night. Thank you so much for listening. Later. find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.